I'm not an expert. I'm not a guru. I'm not a, a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I don't say this every week, but, but maybe this is one of those like, you know, take, take what I have to say today with a grain of, grain of salt. Uh-huh. Episode 949 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, why salt matters. Hey guys, uh, real quick, before we dive into today's episode of the show, I want to take a quick second and thank uh, Suzanne, who is the most recent person to jump on board Ye old Train Day Patreon, uh, supporting the show financially via the Patreon platform, which if you haven't heard me talk about it before, it's, it's really simple. It's kind of like that, the NPR model that, that maybe you're a little bit more familiar with, where uh, you can pledge a few bucks a month or five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, whatever you think this drivel that falls out of my mouth is actually worth, you can... You can Send it my way if you're so inclined. And uh, Patreon makes it real easy. You're totally in control. Can add, subtract, uh, delete completely, whatever works for you as you go. Uh, but once per month, if you're on, if you're on board, uh, you send a, a couple of shekels my way. Uh, helps keep the lights on. Helps keep things going in the right direction. And is certainly very much appreciated. And uh, you know, we th- we throw some bonuses in. We throw throw a, a few a few bits and bobs and things. Uh, you know, to to try to help sweeten the pot a little bit beyond just the the good feels that you get. Uh, for knowing that uh, you're supporting the show. Um, but uh, maybe the big one right now is the book club. Uh, we, we read a, a different running-related book every month, and then jump on a, a Zoom call towards the end of the month, talk about it a little bit, try to have some fun. Uh, and this month, as at least in June of 2021, if you're listening to this shortly after the show has come out, uh, we are reading The Rise of the Ultra Runner, which uh, has been on my list for a while. Some of you may have already read it. Uh, but that's that's what we're looking at this month, and uh, if you if you'd be so inclined as to to want to join us, we'd love to have you, and it, you know you can you can be part of it for as little as a buck a month. Uh, if that's if that's what you think the book club's worth, hey, we'll take that buck. You can you can join us on the call uh, and and get a copy of the book and give it a read, and uh, you know be be part of the old uh, Patreon uh, Patreon support that that is going on. Uh, and to everybody who is 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 supporting the show right now, I think we're at 41, 42 people, something like that. Certainly for those that have supported in the past and have had to, to step away for one reason or another, uh, thank you all so much for uh, just uh, going going above and beyond with uh, your support for what we've got going on over here. Really appreciate it. And uh, Suzanne, once again, thank you for uh, for jumping on board. Really do appreciate it. So today, talking about uh, talking about salt, which uh, wasn't necessarily on my radar as far as something to talk about, um, but there were there were a few questions last month, if you remember, in the in the Q and A episode, which I say last month, as as the in the order of the shows, it was a week ago, you know, as as uh, it, it was episode nine nine forty seven was May's. Uh, listener Q&A episode. And there were a couple of questions about salt and salty sweating and replacing salts and things like that. And uh, it just kind of, you know, I just kind of thought that maybe it was something that was worth diving into a little bit more. Uh, talking about it a little more in depth because, you know, in the Q&A, sometimes the the, the, the context isn't all there or the nuance isn't all there. And also just, uh, just this week when I was having my uh, weekly call with my other running coach friends, uh, Laura and, and Nora, the, the ladies that were on the Mastermind episode earlier this year as well, um, I guess maybe it was at the end of last year. Whatever uh, you heard, you heard them both on the show not too long ago. Um, we were talking about salt and some some of uh, some athletes that are a little bit nervous about taking in too much salt because of I think and 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 maybe this is me reading into the question or the conversation a little bit much you know from from what we talked about, but some of the the stigmas that are out there as far as you know salt is bad and too much salt can create all kinds of health problems and, and yada 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 and and while I'm not saying that that is not 
entirely accurate. Thinking that there's, uh, I think what I am saying is that maybe there's a little bit, a little bit overhype on some of the dangers of salt consumption. And I suppose this is probably as good a spot as any where I say, um, I'm not an expert. I'm not a guru. I'm not a, a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I don't say this every week, but, but maybe this is one of those, like, you know, take, take what I have to say today with a grain of, grain of salt. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is, this is for educational or uh, entertainment purposes only consult your medical, uh, advisor before adding, subtracting salt to your diet, blah, 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 blah. More of the story. Don't sue me because all you're going to get is, you know, like $14, a little bit of Patreon money and a seven-year-old computer. Like that's pretty much all my assets. So it's not worth the hassle, but you know, just in case there's your disclaimer. So, um, the, the idea today is let's talk a little bit about salt, kind of how, why it's important and, and maybe some things to keep in mind, some considerations, not just through the summer when maybe it's a little bit more top of mind, but even some things to think about year round as it relates to our bodies, salt running all of the above. So the, the fact of the matter is, is that salts in their different forms and, and I'm you know, kind of going to for the most part, my shorthand is probably going to be just calling it salt. We're talking about all the different electrolytes, different minerals, vitamins, and not so much vitamins, but the, the different, you know, sodium, potassium, uh, calcium, th- those are kind of the big ones in, in our body. Uh, but, but what roles do they play? And, and ultimately, uh, at least ultimately they play a lot of roles. Okay. There's a lot of things going on. Salt is, is super vital, super important. Um, but for us as runners, and at least for, for the kind of the focus of today's conversation, or today's, what, it, what, what it, I want to say, I want to say monotone, but that's not right. But, but there's not really conversation because I'm the only one talking, um, soliloquy. That wasn't the word I was going for, but we're, we'll go with it. Um, you know, the, 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 maybe the biggest thing that we're focused on as runners is that salt is vital for muscle contractions. Okay. Uh, if we don't have the right concentration of different salts in our tissues, our muscles aren't going to fire, aren't going to contract, aren't going to relax in the way that we need them to, to, to run. Because as, as much as maybe we think that running is pretty simple, and I mean, really, it kind of is, right? We put one foot in front of the other, and that's kind of, that's kind of all there is to it. Um, at the cellular level, at the muscular level, like it is a very intricate, complicated dance with, with spot-on choreography. And as soon as any of those contractions and relaxations fail to happen at the right time, that's when things go sideways. That's when things, you know, maybe cramping, probably the most, most likely scenario, but also just like muscles, not doing what you're expecting them to do, feeling really awkward, all all things going sideways that aren't ideal, not always related to salt issues, but very well could. So, you know, if, if we're going to run, we're going to be successful with our, with our running goals, making sure that our bodies are able to maintain the right balance of salt within the tissue is kind of important. Okay. So how do we do that? Well, thankfully we don't have to really do it very much at a, at a think about it level. All right. We'll get to a little bit of it here in a minute, but the, the, the way that our bodies work again, incredible machines, like our bodies are really just, just ridiculous, how complicated and, and how well they function, how smoothly things go. Um, but inside of our bodies, ultimately what our bodies desire most, just about more than anything else is no change. They like homeostasis. They like to find their balance and stay there. And one of the, the areas that our bodies like to keep in balance is the, the salt concentration within 
the internal environment. And there's a whole host of, of mechanisms from the brain to the kidneys uh, and, and everything in between that goes into helping to maintain that balance of salts within, within our cells, within our bloodstream, um, within our tissues, et cetera, et cetera. Um, maybe the biggest one, maybe, maybe the one that plays the most role is our kidneys or are our kidneys. Okay. So as, as your body starts to feel like, Hey, maybe we're getting a little bit dehydrated, which means that the volume of liquid in our, in our body is starting to go down, which means that then the, that the amount of concentration of salt in our body is starting to go up or the percentage is starting to go up because less, less water salt staying the same starts to go up. Our kidneys like automatically start to as they're creating urine, which they basically do 24 hours a day. Anyway, they create a more concentrated urine. They help to excrete more salt to keep that balance within our bodies equal. We start drinking a lot of water. You know, you're drinking your, your eight cups of, of water a day or your hundred ounces a day or whatever, whatever you feel like is the, the magic number for you. You know, just trying to maintain that, that clear urine situation. So you can be like, Oh hell yeah, I'm hydrated. Um, when that's the case and our bodies are like, Whoa, there's plenty of fluids in here. Uh, actually we're, the, the, the percentage of salt is starting to go down a little bit. That's when your kidneys start to kick in and produce more, more urine, more volume of urine, but a lower concentration of, of salt in the urine. It dilutes it more because it's trying to, to get more water out of the system to keep the, the salt concentration within the system where we want it to be. So all that to say, our bodies are really good at regulating the amount of salt in our bodies, the concentration of salt within our bodies, provided that we're putting enough salt in. Because as, as majestic and mysterious and incredible as our bodies are, one thing that they can't do is just create salts from scratch, right? We need to, we need to intake. We need to ingest. We need some, of, some salt in various forms or from various different types of sources in order for our body to then have the amount of salt that it needs. If we take in too much, pretty good at getting rid of it. If we don't take in enough, we have a problem because we can't create it. Okay. So, so that's where, and, and again, this is me offering just my take, my un, not uninformed because I do, 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 <laughs> yes, I do, do, uh, some research on these types of things, not just right before, but like I've been doing some, some reading, some listening, some, some kind of refreshing on salts and things like that. And just how our bodies operate anyway. Um, and, and so I might have a decent informed opinion, but I'm not the expert. So again, take, take what I've got to say you know, and, and make your own choices. But I, I really do think that for the most part, unless we have some type of medical condition, unless you're under direction from your doctor to say, you really do need to limit your sodium intake. If you're not in that situation, for the most part, it's hard to take in too much salt to where it really becomes problematic because a, to get a whole lot of salt in, like there's a whole taste factor that we have to go through. We'll talk about this a little bit more as we go. Um, but, you know, depending on what you're eating and, 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 you know, the amount of salt you have to put in to get to danger levels, like that's hard to do. Um, and, and B, again, if you do, if you go, if you step over the line a little bit, our bodies just filter it out. That's, that's part of what our bodies do. So the, the concern of taking in too much salt is again, in my opinion, it's kind of overblown. Can it happen? Sure. Is it likely to happen? Probably not. 
And is it worth the risk of not taking in enough salt, which can lead to problems? Hyponatremia being a, a big one, which again is just a, a, a dilution in the amount of, of um, uh, uh, salts within the body. The concentration is too low, and that causes problems not just for us as runners, but just health prop like serious health problems in general, to the point where you can die from it if your if your salt concentration plummets too low. Okay, so you you know it's serious. Um, I think that, that we're better off erring on the side of adding a little bit more salt to the diet than maybe what we actually need. Okay. Again, that's my opinion for myself. Take it for what it's worth. But where, where I get, uh, you know, where I get my, 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 uh, knickers in a bunch, if you will, is the idea from the USDA that, or maybe it's the FDA, whatever, from, from one of the, one of the A's that, there's a certain limit to how much sodium or how much salt we should take in per day because clearly we're all different, right? And we all have different needs, right? And, you know, the idea of one size fits all dietary advice is about as useless to me as one size fits all training plan advice, as in it's not worth anything at all. Sure. Maybe there's some generic guideline, but, but to think that everybody's going to have the same requirements is, is basically laughable as far as I'm concerned. Because just think, of, just think of the simple factors, right? How much do you sweat when you go for a run, right? If we're running in the same, same conditions, we're running side by side on Saturday, we're getting our long run in, we're talking, we're chatting, we're having a good time. Uh, I guarantee you, I guess I don't, there's like a, a point something percent chance. So more than likely the volume of sweat that I'm going to lose during that run and the volume of sweat that you're going to lose during that run, probably not the same. Okay. So right off the bat, how much we're losing, how much salt we're losing pretty much probably is not going to be the same there. Also, let's not forget about the concentration of our sweat, right? I might be a real salty sweater. You might not be or vice versa. So all of a sudden we've got differences in how much we sweat, how the volume of the sweat we lose. We also have a difference, more than likely, in how much salt is in the amount of sweat that we use. So if you're a salty sweater and a high-volume sweater, you're going to probably need to be like mainline and salt all day, especially if you run a lot, because there's another factor. How much are we training? If you're running twice as much as I am, odds are you're going to need more salt in your diet to maintain the appropriate levels of, of salt in your system. Because you're, you're training more, you're sweating more, even if you don't sweat more in, in isolation, but you know, grand total here. So again, stop in general, I would say, don't worry as much about the, 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 you know, one, one, whatever, however many milligrams of salt or whatever, whatever the, the recommended guidelines are from the FDA these days, I wouldn't worry about them because they don't really apply to your specific situation. All right. Another consideration when it comes to how much salt do you need? What's your diet like? Kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but different different types of diets or different types of foods have different salt content in them to begin with. Rule of thumb, more processed foods tend to have more salts in them, more salt added to them. It's part of the processing procedure. Certainly that's part of the, the preservative, making them shelf-stable procedure. You know, you, you think about things like, you know, canned vegetables. Well, it's, it's vegetables aren't, aren't salty by nature. No, but they're in the can. They're shelf stable. They're preserved. They, they've got salt in them. Look at the can. They've got salt in them. Okay. 
I'm not saying it's bad. Just saying, don't neglect to think about that. You know, cheese, it's another food that a lot of people would consider pretty healthy. Also pretty salty. Now, again, you get into even more processed foods, breads and pastas and cakes and cookies and, and various other, you know, things from the internal aisles of the supermarket. You probably have a lot of salt in your diet already. So maybe you don't need to worry too much about adding a whole lot of extra salt to the mix. If you eat relatively clean, eat a lot of real food, a lot of, of fresh stuff, veggies, fruits, things like that, you might actually need to be pretty heavy handed with the salt shaker because your diet doesn't have a lot of salt coming into it already. Not, I'm not, today isn't the discussion for whether one of those types of, of diet plans is better than the other or, or different types of food, which is better, which is not. Just saying something to think about if, if you're, if you think, well, gosh, maybe I need to add a bunch of salt, but you're, you're eating relatively lots of processed foods. Maybe you don't. All right. So just, just something to think about. Do I need to add salt? Do I not? And if you, and again, if you're eating mostly non-processed food, yeah, you probably do. All right. Last but not least thing to consider when it comes to should I, shouldn't I, how much do I need to, I don't know. When in doubt, trust your body. When in doubt, trust your body. Our bodies are pretty good at telling us what's up. Bodies are pretty good at telling us what we need. We are not often good at listening and trusting what our body's telling us. We second guess ourselves a lot. Okay? Not ideal. So, you know, not that these are like tried and true symptoms, but if you're, you know, you finish your run, especially in the summertime when it's hot, you sweat a lot, you finish your run and you're maybe more tired than you should be, a bit lethargic, maybe a headache, kind of just feeling off for a while post-run. Could be that you overheated, which is a factor in the, in the heat, but it could also be that your salts are down, that your salt concentration is out of whack and your body's trying to, to catch back up, maybe trying to, to get out a bunch of water to, to bring your salt concentration back up, whatever the case might be. In the, if that's what you're feeling and it's, you start to notice that pattern emerge, Maybe try adding a little bit of salt to the mix. You know, I, I had um, Andy Blow on the show back in January, which was a terrible time to talk to a sweat scientist. It was in January. Um, but that's how it fell, so that's what worked. But episode 906, if you want to check it out. But we talked about this very thing, and, and, and I shared then, and I think I might have shared in the Q&A last week, that I, I finally noticed that I was always having a headache after my long runs. And I started adding more salt to my water bottle which I already add salt into it to begin with, but I started adding more salt to my water bottles when I'd go for my long runs so that the, I was, I was just adding more salt to the mix on the, those, you know, two and three hour runs that are, that I was taking. And when I, when I would do that, the headaches went away, finish my run. Sure. I'd be tired. Sure. I'd be, be, you know, thirsty and, and, and all of the, the things that you would expect, but I wouldn't have this lingering headache for the next eight hours because I put more salt in, kept my salt, levels where they needed to be, bada boom, bada bam, felt better. And sure enough, I can always tell these days where if I, if I'm not heavy enough on the salt shaker, when I'm putting my water bottle together, I end up with a headache. Oh God, you know, finish my run two hours. I got this, this low, low level headache behind me. Oh, maybe I should, maybe I should grab something that's got a little salty snack this morning that I wouldn't normally have, but I need the salt. Boom. Good to go. So trust what your body learned it, learn what signs and symptoms might be. And if you're feeling off and it's consistently off, when you're having some sweaty runs, maybe, maybe try adding a little bit more salt to the mix. What about during a run? Again, we talked to Andy that different, you know, depending on how much you sweat, how salty your sweat is, you may need to add more, you may need to add less. But, but the other thing to think about is to kind of just add a little bit of salt on the day to, on the day, on the daily, right? 
if if you're going into your long run a little bit depleted because you haven't been adding salt during the week, that might it might not matter how much salt you take in during your run. You might have some problems because again, this time of year, whether you're in Florida, Texas, New Hampshire, Montana, anywhere in between, it's it's a little bit warmer than it is probably most of the rest of the time of year, right? And so we're sweating more just on the daily. We're sweating more when we walk to the walk from the car to the, you know, in the parking lot to the, to the grocery store, to the office, walking back. You're sweating more when you take the dog for a walk. If you don't have air conditioning, which is, is not something that most of us have to deal with in Florida, of course, but my parents don't have air conditioning at their house in Michigan. Imagine probably some of you that live various Northern climes, maybe don't have air conditioning in some of those older houses either. You might sweat a fair bit at night while you're sleeping or while you're sitting in the, on the couch watching TV. Maybe, maybe not as much as when you're running, but all those are little instances where you're losing, losing salt throughout the week. And if you're not being conscious to, to reintroduce the salt to the system, you may struggle after your longer runs. You might be fine during some of your shorter runs because you're not losing enough to really notice it. But then you get to that long run, that two hour, three hour long run on the weekend and you're struggling. All signs that you might might be, you know, needing to add a little bit more salt to the mix. And again, not just during your runs does it matter, but all the time. So I don't know what the point is. I, I do know what the point is today. I try to try to help you think about salt a little bit differently and maybe not think of it as such the boogeyman that, that sometimes we, we want it to, or sometimes different different outlets have made it to be in the past. Ultimately, it's it's your call. It's your body. You got to do what you think is right. Consult with your physician, of course. But assuming pretty good health, assuming that that you don't you're not in any 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 reasons that you you need to be super conscientious of your salt. I say, for me at least, I'm going to err on the side of a little bit more salt to the mix. Because when I do, I just tend to feel better, uh, both in running and in daily life. So something to think about. Uh, tell me where I'm right. Tell me where I'm wrong. Uh, tell me where I missed the mark completely. At DizRuns on uh, Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. You can also shoot me an email to DizRuns at gmail.com. Uh, of course, you can leave a comment on the uh, on the blog post today down at uh, the bottom of DizRuns.com slash 949 or if you're watching this on YouTube and you made it all the way to the end, or even if you didn't make it all the way to the end, but you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on YouTube, you can leave comments and feedback in the YouTube comment section as well. Uh, happy to interact with you. Happy to answer your questions, or at least try to answer your questions. Again, this isn't an area of my like optimal expertise, but some things I've learned along the way, hopefully give you a little bit of information that you can take and do with it as you please. Uh, so, so there we go. Uh, one, one more time, thanks to, to Suzanne and everybody that's been on board or is currently on board the Patreon train. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate your continued support. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dizruns if you're so inclined. would love to, to welcome you. There's always, always room for more on the Patreon train. Um, and I guess that's where we'll wrap this one up. Not, not super quick today, but uh, hopefully somewhat useful. Um, not super quick, I guess, is the standard these days. But anyway, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you.